everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have hero Olivia Perez Biera. Olivia is a healer, facilitator, and instructor in the healing arts. Her practice spans 25 years founding LA Healer and Indigenous Wellness Collective. Look for her podcast scenes and events on uh, spiritualhealer.la. I'll link that below. I think in our culture we are used to avoiding our feelings from our mind and our body. We are always trying to alleviate or numb our symptoms. But without getting to know ourselves or the root causes of our pain, we prolong the healing process. Olivia is so cool and she has a class, Soul Guided Self-Healing, that starts in January. If you are interested in healing and growing a connectivity of mind, body, spirit, and all that stuff to help you start your healing journey, I believe this is the class for you. Go check out her website for more info. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Olivia. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming here um, to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) I uh, am a huge fan of yours, and I wanted to say that uh, you are on a Heroes podcast. This is where I interview heroes about about themselves, about stuff they're interested in, and how they got to be uh, where they are. And um, as as you know, (laughs) I see you all the time. And one thing that's amazing about you that um, that I'm sure maybe, you know, but your, uh, energy field is so strong and so contained. Like I try my hardest not to take any from you, but, uh, I can imagine the energy you give people just feels incredible. Um, and I guess I just, I wanted to ask you about that is, uh, it seems like your energy or your, your self is like, 10 feet in front of you and 10 feet behind you and 10 feet all around you. And that it's, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Back up. <laughs> well, it's just like, it doesn't seem, um, like you can penetrate it. Uh, and I feel like my energy, I'm like the Kool-Aid man where I'm just like, um, the source of like energy juice and everyone that comes around me, I just pour a little in their cup. Uh, and I guess I just wanted to, uh, congratulate you on your (laughs) like force and I just wonder if that's a conscious thing you do or something you work on or just just the way you are oh definitely conscious of working on it okay not not in terms of like fending off but maybe I, I, I definitely have like spatial awareness and and an idea of like where my magnetic field starts or stops and where other people's spill over or so that's work. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 But um, that's, a re- I feel like it's a really cool compliment. And at the same time, it gave me like this feeling of, oh, wow. I, you know, you know, I don't want to feel like some kind of like um, something that's unapproachable or no. intimidating. Oh, no, no. You're, I mean, it's like glorious, like for someone particularly like me that um, doesn't really think about it or work on it, but knows that that's the key to uh, it's empowerment. I think it's not 
it you're like it's like a beautiful thing and it does it's not unapproachable it's like respectfully i see it and uh and i want to be res- you, you command respect i guess is what i'm saying well, um, I your magic as well <laughs> no it's really cool i don't most people don't really have that and i guess it's just a beautiful uh part of what you do have um and i'm not trying to embarrass you but i just i think it's so cool um and i guess that one of the things that we're going to discuss is um is is the a class that you're giving and i feel like this is a big part of it is to know where you begin where you end honoring where you are and and giving yourself space um which i think helps give other people space um but oh, yeah I, place yeah. what's that space is the place yeah for sure yeah but um i guess i was reading i was reading um i was reading on your website and you said uh this one thing that blew my mind which is balancing harmony between the spiritual mental emotional and physical bodies can be discoveries through the senses sight sound touch taste smell intuitive knowing and space um and i i guess my what it's like damn that's deep (laughs) yeah no it's crazy it's so cool i guess what's interesting is that all of that isn't intuitive and people seem like they're really trying to connect with themselves but they don't know how and i guess uh maybe that's what your class is about but how how do you bring people into awareness of themselves and remind them that their actual senses and all the thi- it's within them i guess it's just why yeah. do you think people forget that and how do you help them remember that's a great question uh, i do think it's intuitive to have a, a connection with your senses I think that's the bridge to intuition along with imagination. Oh, cool. So like, I guess it's um, creating those types of of parameters and say, hey, let's just imagine (laughs) that, you know, you're an infinite being with infinite potential and um, it's all within, but you're just distracted by everything that's stimulating you around you. Oh, I think that maybe it's different for like children growing up in an area where they're in nature. And so they they may have a sensitivity towards like the energy that, you know, plants are giving off, for example. And so, um, you know, in, in, my, in my acknowledgement of it, I think very young age, because my father and my mother were both definitely like, you know, Woodstock parents. And so we had a a feeling sense into well, what's really going on? What's what's happening from an intuitive level? So I think that um, that was a blessing in my case. And, and sometimes I talk about generational um, shifts. And so like, I think in my case, my parents were their generational shift or even maybe even my grandma, I could say was her generational shift where she definitely took on the positive qualities of her her lineage, but she she also at to this day really projects um, 
a shift in consciousness and where we're going and us as women and, and as humanity and, and how we should all really recognize our similarities and not our differences. And so I grew up with that in my ear. And so when I look at our similarities, we all have senses. We all can smell, we can touch, taste, right? We have a connection to a higher power, you know, that most people feel and some people feel it within them so deeply that they don't make that uh, distinction as something higher than them. And so there's all different ways in which we as souls interpret it. But at the end of the day, it is really consciousness and frequency. And I think along the line, I was really uh, educated in my, I would say my graduate experience degree was like in frequencies and energies and, and giving everything like this um, binary or um, negative, positive application, including the way you feel, the way your health is, like every disease frequency has a balancing frequency to it. So there's an, an opposite pole there. So it was all became scientific in my head. And, and since I'm a double Gemini, it just, I think the sensitivity to the field, you when I say the field, I'm referring to the auric field that you were referring to earlier was pointed out to me by one of my teachers, local guy here who teaches cranial sacral therapy and has a, a school called Life Energy Institute. Oh, cool. <laughs> so they adopted that name later on, like after I was working with them for a while. So I think it's just part of, um, I forget the question, but. <laughs> no, I think you answered it. I, don't... I think it's yeah. kind of the part of me that got um, the language around it early on. And like, cause I didn't want a regular job or a boss or, or anything like that. So I just realized one day that this language that I'm carrying has, um, is like a bridge and that's similar to me. It's a lateral bridge. It's a, um, horizontal bridge, but I believe highly in the vertical bridge, like the vertical bridge between, you know, father sky and mother earth and having me in the neutral center space, my heart. So I say that to my clients a lot. You have the heart of, the, of your soul above you, the heart of your body in you, and the heart of the earth below you. And that's where my Mayan heritage comes in. And it's something that clients have kind of shared for years and millennia, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super cool. I was going to ask you... Uh about that is uh oh, it's sunny now that's so nice <laughs> uh that's funny. We're, <laughs> it's funny uh but yeah what is um what is your um like the traditions you obviously you grew up with your your parents and your grandmother seem like have a big effect on you um but I guess one question I have is between like so we are our I, I feel like at least, and you can tell me if I'm way off, but we're like an e eternal, like being consciousness, light, whatever. We're a being that comes back a, as light. many times, a light being. And, but then we come into a body that is made of all of the bodies of our ancestors. Um, and so there's those, those two things at least to work with. Um, I guess to, do you feel that, and, and just about like, you, it seems like you came into a real cool body 
real cool expanders uh, as your ancestors. Do you yeah. feel like this is um, one that you chose it? And do yeah. you feel like you chose them in this lineage of learning um, multiple times? I definitely, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I got all, and the only reason I can answer that confident, confidently is because of all the moments where I'm just looking at one of them, one of my relatives, especially the females and being like, oh, I remember when I was your sister. <laughs> so like, yeah. No, yeah. yeah it, that's but, cool. <laughs> but um, because at the end of the day, it's family and they're the people, if you stick with them, who will push you to grow the most, you know, and, and give yourself like some sort of balanced um, memory of all your accumulated knowings. But that doesn't mean that we're all on like the same um, iteration of life. And this, other people will not tell you that they chose this life in my family. You yeah. Know <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it but just. I seemed... will definitely agree. I would definitely agree that yeah. I life and in this way and this house and this neighborhood and these friends and these children and it all a choice, you know. Yeah, I just wonder. And can you talk a little bit about um, your family's history as far as where they're from? And oh, so yeah, so my mom's side, um, her her father's from. Yucatan, Mexico, which is a southern state of Mayan people, very rich culture, um, very highly regarded in that area and space. He left there, though, as a, as a young 17-year-old, and he came to the United States, like, at the end of the war, so he was just part of a migration of people after spending time in Mexico. So he's Mayan, and his, um, and then my dad's side is Comanche, my mother, my grandmother that I'm speaking of, she was born in Watts and my other grandmother was born in Pico Rivera. So we're like third and fourth generation Chicanas. That's how we identify. But the Mexica tradition and the Maya tradition go back on those different legs of the family. So um, my um, my the only person who's done their DNA in my family is my mom and and so we found out we have like a little bit of Portuguese and a little bit of, um, I'm going to mess up the word, a certain type of Jewish person. I always okay. mess up. The and, like Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, and mostly Central American. That would be my mom's heritage. So That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, growing up, like, three generations in already, um, you know, I had to work to learn Spanish and work to, you know, keep the culture alive in, in me because of the overwhelming, you know, um, capitalist culture. So yeah, giving, giving a strong attention to that ended up being a really good thing for my pathway as a healer because yeah. those traditions um, are so ingrained in, in my healing arts. Yeah. Well, I think that that that's just so interesting to me is uh, a, for I don't like plan these like this month is going to be about this and this month's going to be about that. But for some reason, they all uh, all of these seem to have a similar theme. And one of them is um, this month is keep is 
the people I've been talking to, a big part of them has been to keep uh, their story alive um, and keep explaining it and and growing and expanding it and bringing it to new people. Uh, Does that is that a big theme in your life, do you think? Oh, no, my story. No, I guess. No, I'm not your story, but you're like um, your family's not the story, but the traditions, I guess. I, I, yeah, I think that these things are passionate to me and my sister and my mom and my aunt. And so I guess it is our family's story in a way. Um, So it it gives me like more of a, a place to come home to, you know, and I, but I, but I, it's a good question because I do have two daughters and I don't push them hard in, in any of the culture because I wasn't pushed, but I came to it with my full sensibilities and I'm sure that they will too. So that's, so, but yeah, that's an interesting theme, you know, Um, because I do, I do get like shy about telling my story, I guess, like it's not really important to me, but I think it would be more important to my daughters. Yeah. Right. Well, you're a teacher though, I guess is like, uh, you, sorry, I, I hope you can't hear the dog snoring so loud, uh, but just, uh, you have, you have information and knowledge and, and you're passing it on and along and it's helping people. Um, and I guess that that's, that's That's more. Gosh. Yeah. I don't think of it (laughs) personal, but sorry. I, what's that? Sorry about the, um, noises. No, it's okay. There's someone snoring next to me. It's so rude. Um, but yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know if this is okay, but I guess you, uh, when I was at your house and you let me help you plant the tree, uh, you said something about how you felt sort of, um, and this is just about music, but how you felt, uh, kind of like you had not gone astray, but, uh, you weren't really like grounded. And then you did a a dance. Um, do you know, do you remember what I'm talking about? And Sounds like dansa, yeah. Probably talking to you about dansa. I don't yeah. really know. But yeah, I, I you I felt lost in the world. I was on tour. That's right. Cause I had Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember what it's like to be on the road. And yeah. lost <laughs> could feel at times. And dansa, um, we call it dansa azteca, but or the Mexicayor or the Masewali, which is basically the arts in an, in an indigenous form. And and in a way of being in harmony with really the essence of nature and really what it is to be cyclical with nature and have a, a back and forth respect and response with the idea of like kissing the feet with your, I mean, kiss, kissing the ground with your feet by, wow. you know, doing these different dance steps. And so there's a lot of beautiful metaphors in the arts and, and dance really brought me back on when I was on the road to like, whoa, who am I? What am I doing? Like, these are people, but you know, I don't owe them anything. I'm a, this is a job yeah. <laughs> it, it, for me. And I wasn't a musician. I was a manager. So it was a different like scenario for me, but um, cause I did admin in the healing arts for a long time and, and in the, in the arts in general for a long time. So giving myself room to not be that person anymore and letting, um, I guess, practice, you know, what we would call our practice 
letting it be a centering grounding force for for good and so that's really what my classes are about it's encouraging people to find a practice that like resonates with them and really amplifies the sound of their soul you know yeah no that's so cool I guess I'm just uh really um interested in I mean after I just read this the thing I read you before today about the senses so I had a lot more questions on that uh, line but I guess um a lot of different cultures and beliefs and things don't have a physical expression that I I I don't really know because I wasn't raised uh in any way like that but just a physical way to connect and a physical like movement and how important that is um and I guess I was just uh yeah yeah, just like I think we people know what self-care is, but I don't think that even when they do it, they're really doing it. I think it's like a form of avoidance um, or like a Band-Aid. But I feel like what you were saying about like, yeah, like a practice, um, that, that's just really cool. That really I think it's super cool. And I think um, a physical expression of love or like uh I don't know. It just seems really cool. I just wanted to ask you. <laughs> um, I know that the Sufi have a form of dance that's very hip, hypnotic or, or takes you onto different levels of consciousness. And I think that's what it's about. It's about uh, understanding that you have the um, capability with your body, mind, spirit, and emotions to take your consciousness like up up and down in and out of different dimensions um and uh, also the practice of of tai chi is very um and qigong very important to me and the link between the physical um postures in both uh, maya mexica and um you know tai chi Qigong lineages are very interesting to compare and the the clay. And so we have um, a lot of um, bridges of understanding when we engage in those, like uh, those things. I remember when I was growing up and reading about like mystical arts and I was reading Carlos Castaneda and there was like these magical passes he would talk about and I was like, what is that? You know, it's like some kind of like amped up mystery. But at the end of the day, it was just the things I was doing with my dad that I thought were cheesy, like yoga and tai <laughs> you know, and and <laughs> and um moving into dansa in my teens, it um it, be- it before I realized like what the passes were and how they relate to energy, I was um really confronted with my ego which I thought hindsight is just fascinating right but (laughs) oh man it's just scary and like you know just the drums and um, the flutes and like the combination of the air the fire the um the water and the earth is it can be like marvelous and just dry your ego out into chips it's just like yeah and so that's so cool back and forth and dealing with that over the years because it's a long journey and I think that the same thing happens in martial arts you know and and then and 
I mean, you might be able to even compare it to being a full-time, you know, musician. It's just like, when you engage in your passion and your purpose, you're going to get faced with like the truth of who you are. And, and that's really important to your evolution and growth and healing. So these are ways to, to kind of crack open your, your understanding of it. And at the same time, heal those cracks. They're already there. Like they say, you know, the crack is there. It's where the light shines in, you know, it's an ability to, to heal while you check yourself and your ego and your, and your way of dealing with things. And so we know we still deal with it, wherever age we are, where we're at in our practice, we still deal with it. Yeah. That's growth, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I think, I think from, I don't know why, but I feel like um, there's an idea that healing or fixing stuff is like a one one stop shop like oh oh like I'm fixed and then you know and it's just like or like oh my god I am I have such a huge like new understanding of all of this stuff and it's gonna stick forever and I'm so glad this happened now I'm free and then it's just like it's not you know every day is uh is hopefully you learn a lot every day um and it's it's so um such a spiral and so confusing um but yeah I guess that that's what's cool is that you seem like you really um or maybe you can talk about the class now because I feel like it really um to make sense of how to grow in every direction uh I think yeah your class seems like it's really good for that yeah so the background of it is that when I um when I started to kind of like work with my own modality more, I felt like I had a different tapestry and I created a soul healing series for other healers who, or therapists, people um, who are licensed psychologists or um, yoga teachers or hands-on healers who wanted to develop their intuitive soul healing soul seeing capability. And that again was something that was coming natural for me. So I felt like I had the, leverage to help them and so I created that series and I realized it wasn't for everyone but that most of them got a lot of personal healing out of it and so um, you know I put it online over pandemic and so it's up there if you're a therapist of any sort um, you know who you are and you want (laughs) to you want to find more application for navigating that awareness and being super, super, super on point with your readings. Um, those classes are already online. Um, but this is an adaptation to that because a lot of what was happening in my one-to-one sessions were, you know, I'm like, I can't let you go home without having this tool or this tool. Yeah. And so with every session, I'm like giving out tools and I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I'm starting to come up with this catalog of, of tools, um, you know, like depending on the chakra, for example, yeah. or depending where the blockage is or what the belief is or what the boundary is that would stop them from living their highest potential, you know? So I thought, uh, and then I had this wonderful um, client show up who is also a sex therapist and she 
is um, really interested in that aspect of her own ability to help others is the reading in and the clarifying what's hers, what's not hers. And so she volunteered her beautiful home out in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm like, oh, cool. we got to make this about you. You got to heal first, you know, <laughs> we got to make it about because I'm always approaching it. How will the clients respond? Because I've been a facilitator since I was 16 years old. So I'm always thinking about this is for the group. How's the group going to respond? And in this case, I feel like the group wants to heal themselves first, and then they're probably going to be interested in how to heal others. At least that is the, the natural way of things. And so it made more sense to put this together and make it a lot more affordable. It's going to be a 10 week course because I feel like that's the practice I would like for winter. Give me a good yeah. winter where I'm focused on me. I'm journaling. I'm practicing these new um, found abilities and all of this truth is coming out of me. And it's just really, it's going to be really good without really focusing on um, shadow work as a way of just dwelling on what has gone wrong. It's more of working on cleansing because at the end of the day, it's about hygiene energetically. Yeah. You know, it, I, if I can put it as like, as um, mundane as possible. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That, that, that totally makes sense. I guess, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, is there, do you, is there a time of the year or is there a, like a time when you think a person should specifically work on shadow work? Or? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, Scorpio season, okay, <laughs> shadow work and the winter is like a, a seed in the dark. And so, you know, when you're in the dark, that's when you can find the piece of light to expand. Um, that's a really important component. It's just understanding that, that there's always going to be a speck of light somewhere. And that's, that's part of understanding that it's actually in you. <laughs> and right. so how do I know that it's, it's something Olivia's saying, but, and I think she's right, but I want to actually feel it. Oh, okay. Well, check out the class because <laughs> it's about connecting your senses and that perceptive perceptivity into a place of just really hearing your, your soul and letting your soul guide you um, into more empowerment, more clarity, more knowing, um, you know, one of the, one of the best things that happens for people is that they just stop doubting themselves, you know, and yeah. it's a practice. And when they do have friction, they know it's not doubting oneself, but something that they're potentially just not seeing or looking at. Yeah. And so that's where having the interaction with a healer or a friend or a like-minded person comes into play because it, it can be a great bounce bouncing board or reflection of the process. But in, in, in my experience with people on the healing journey, one place where a lot of people can get caught up is in the process. And what I mean by that is really going over and over and over what happened and why and how, and what was my part in it? What was their part in it? How did it make me feel? And, and this is the process and it's the, it's the filtering out of all that, that ends up becoming like the spiral up into the next level of, of, of awareness or understanding. And so 
I don't knock the process. It's part of it. Just like failure is part of success, right? Process is definitely part of healing. But I think that people can end up getting stuck in process. And, and so this- Yeah, I'm uh, stuck there, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> oh, for well, sure. You come to my class. I want to. Yeah, no, I think that that, I think people- I think we're used to making like intellectual sense of things that happen and that pushes us away from our actual feelings and then we never process it. And that's, I'm yeah. like, I'm a master of, uh, of knowing how I feel, but not feeling. Um, and I bet that that's, uh, yeah, I bet that is that something that you typically see is people are just like, explaining themselves farther and farther away from healing well I don't let that happen in my okay, life. <laughs> okay that's fair I'm like, okay stop right there especially yeah. you know, I don't do that in my day-to-day conversations I don't stop people but in when they're coming to me and paying me by the hour I'm like no this is gonna be solution-based yeah um, yeah um but because I know that your story is important. It's very important. You're a soul, you're valuable, and you, your existence on this planet is of high value. And so giving yourself space to um, not have to be in that trauma loop is my job. Like we're hanging out in the resource loop. We are going to look at all of the resource you already have. And if that it, it ends up just becoming a process of removing debris to be honest yeah but knowing I like what you said knowing how you feel but not actually feeling that um that's a really good key because it's just a step inward actually and that's how um busy life has has happened you know I guess it's called a system right (laughs) there's a system in place (laughs) for those exact distractions I think right so well so yeah. Oh, sorry. But you said something else when I was over there that really blew my mind. That's sort of really, but you were saying that in big cities and all over that there's um, spirits that love, that just loved like getting drunk when they were here and loved, <laughs> you know, just like indulging and in all that stuff. And they attach on to people. And I guess I just see that I don't know. I've always thought about that, but it's just, it seems like people will do anything to avoid feeling their feelings. Like I, I just see that. I don't know if it's just because of my job or whatever, but it just like, seems like um, processing feelings, sitting with feelings, dealing with feelings is like too uncomfortable for people for some reason. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, rightfully so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, it's hard to deal with these things. We've never been taught. We've always been stimulated. And oh. I, I'm just, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, your audience is actually processing through listening. You know, it's like you're helping them process. And then you're, so it's almost like you're doing double the work. So I don't want to jump into your magnetic field um, uninvited, but I will say that um, it's, it's a big, 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 trillion dollar industry if you clump it all together escaping escaping your body escaping your life escaping your um genetic um 
you know, mis mishaps or patterns. Um, it's a lot to unbraid. And so, and it does take work and discomfort. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have, it's like your iPhone, right? Or your phone. You know, it does like a million things and you're only using like two of them. And you know that all you have to do is take like a whole day just to figure out a couple of things and make new apps or whatever. And you don't want to do that. And some people love doing that. It's just like, I don't want to really do that, but I <laughs> want it to do all the things, but I don't want to do all the things to make it do all the things. And so I'm, I'm just going to continue on my pattern without that. And so it's just a matter of like stepping into a different room in a hallway and just having a, um, a better, clearer understanding of like how you actually, your physical body is one of the most like advanced species, like, you know, on the planet. And it's very important that we understand our own our own body has and our own ability to use breath in a way that, you know, um, manifests and draws in and, and it's a certain amount of core confidence I call it I I have a class called navigating core consciousness core meaning like that one vertical center between father sky and mother earth and you and that keeps us in tune with like all that is and keeps us in tune with understanding like what we offer to the void will like show its light in no time, you know, so there's all of these different balances um, within the polarity. And I just want people to learn them and have fun with them and feel like confident because the enemy of healing work is doubt, you know, it really is. And so these classes are, are for people who, you know, like I had a lot of people come up to me at the farmer's market where I'm at on Tuesdays in Silver Lake. And they're like, you know, I feel like I see energy and can you just explain to me what I'm seeing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they're like, you know, like how come when I massaging my boyfriend and then I start to like breathe deeply, like I feel all this energy coming in my hands. Is that, is that bad? Is that negative? Oh. And so there's all of these moments where people have like these doubts where they are feeling their power and their intuition, but they feel like they haven't unlocked it. And maybe they're right. And maybe that's what this class is for. You know, I think it is in, in a lot of ways. It's just so, so that when your feeling comes, you ride it like a wave and it actually feels good to push it in and out of your magnetic field rather than like tuck it away somewhere or, you know, stick it in a drink, offering <laughs> it the spirits, you know, and having that soul contract. Because at the end of the day, that's what that is. You're you're communing with spirits, and and that's because of the venues, right? That we were talking about. You're in a lot of places where spirits are there to commune, and people are saying yes all day with their with their dollars and their agreements. And the agreement is like, I'm gonna drink this, and I'm gonna feel better. <laughs> and yeah. the spirit is like, you're gonna drink me, and I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> yeah that's so cool and, and then like I'm I'm giving away peace of my soul to that spirit and yeah. so that could be choppy could be choppy it may not feel good all the time but 
you're a bright light, Bonnie. You're a very bright, you know, soul star. And so you're doing like light work in those spaces somehow. I would thank imagine. You. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. I guess the, I guess for me is like, I think tomorrow it's been uh, one year since I had any alcohol, um, which is just, wow. uh, it's just like a weird thing where it's, I, what's that? Felicidades. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's just weird. Cause it's all it meant. All it means to me is like, I had an insta cure for, um, for feeling uncomfortable and then I took that away. And so I just had a lot of uh, just more discomfort. Um, but you know, I made it, uh, but it's just, I, I, you know, it's like every time you choose yourself instead of avoidance, there's a lot there. So it's just, it's just, that's what I'm more, you know, interested in is I, I feel like people really, and people being myself too, just would do anything to avoid discomfort. It's, and it's so strange to me because really discomfort is so passing. It's not, you know, it's like a, it's, it's not a, a tropical storm. It's just like a, a one rain cloud and then it's gone. And just people are so scared of that. Um, and, you know, and it's just cool that, that you're, you're figuring out a practice and a way to move through all the different parts of yourself because I think people just think of themselves as a body that has to get through the day um and it's not their fault like you said they've not been taught anything else but I just I can really feel that and when people feel like they're being seen and listened to and all the parts of them are being um believed I feel like they can really grow and get out of that idea that they're just a body um and they can start to feel like they're more than that and I guess it seems like a lot of people are wanting to do that because I think um, all of these things, while they've always existed and they're super important, I think this culture over here, when it moved to in the West and America, like moved to convenience, it it got rid of nature. It didn't it doesn't even consider nature. And I think it's so cool that you're you you've just found all of the different parts to you know help people get whole again um and i i just think it's super cool <laughs> i think it's super super cool cuz it's it's really sad that um people feel so disconnected from themselves uh and and it's so cool that you're you know determined to find a way and always working on it uh finding ways to get people back in touch with the earth and themselves and all the things that are essential to being a, a full, you know, experience, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it's super cool. I guess the only question I have is um, let's just say someone was going away for a couple <laughs> for one of the months of the class, would it still be okay to uh, take? Do you think if it's uh, mixed in person and out? <laughs> Like, yeah, I they're it's class by class. I'm just keeping it 10 weeks if people want to do all 10 weeks or if they can only make a few. But if you still record, I'm excuse me, I will record. So if you still register via for the online option, then you will get a recording. I think either way you'll get a recording. Um, but it won't last. The 
the other classes are for life. You have the recording. In this case, this will only last a couple of weeks or a month or so. So I suggest like, if you want to, if you definitely want to do the whole thing, go for the online option and then you'll have those recordings um, for the days that you can't actually make it. Um, yeah. Obviously but if, that's a personal, <laughs> I'm, that's a personal selfish question, but okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I know people go on tour and stuff like that <laughs> because you want to practice these things even when you're away and especially when you're traveling. So so this is the first time I'm offering like this a la carte um, and weekly thing. So we'll see how it goes. I think that for me, it's what I would want. Like, okay, let me check in every week for 10 weeks and and um, get right for the new year and, and get get the new, get this winter season, this incubation, like um, resettled and shifting like my potential for the year to come I guess um that's what I do every winter yeah it just feels like um this is gonna be popcorn as far as how people show up for it you know Um, yeah so I'm yeah it's 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 the first time I'm doing it like that and and that's why because I don't want you to feel like oh I can't be there all 10 weeks therefore I, I I can't go at all it's like no this is this is medicine and you can consume it how you need to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've always like, um, December and January is my like favorite. I didn't know why, but it's my favorite time to write and think. And like, we've written a record like every year during this time. Um, cause the, I mean, I thought it was cause the energy of everyone in the world basically, saying goodbye to one thing and hello to something else is so powerful. Like, um, yeah. And being like a kid, I didn't have Christmas, but you can feel it. Like you can feel everyone hoping and just feeling different at the end of the year. And it's so cool. And I love trying to like harness that energy. So I think that this is really cool that you're doing this now. And it, uh, I never really connected. Um, like, it seems like, Oh, like people, in a limited understanding like oh you should do this in springtime but it's like no it makes so much sense right now is a really good time to get in touch with all that stuff and and just use the world's energy um to help you when it seems like it's hard (laughs) you know and just like get into the spirit of good like a real real symbolic goodbye and hello and what do you you know I don't make like new year's resolutions I make I just make lists all year round, but like these ones seem really like really, you can be really kind to yourself and remember what you would have wanted as a little kid or what, you know, everything else. And just remember, it's a good time to remember that you've (laughs) your whole life, I think. Um, But I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to take your class. I'm excited. Um, Oh, and I wanted to ask you one question, if it's okay, is, uh, just what are the four energy bodies? Oh, I was talking about those earlier. The okay. spirit body is like the larger connection to spirit. And then in inside of that is the mental body. So that's the framework that we speak with and talk with and walk with. The mind is a vast place and our bodies 
connect with it there, our mental bodies. Then we have an emotional body inside of that. And then we have our physical body. And you were talking about the body earlier. And I wanted to say this, but I didn't, you know, because this is an important key is that our physical body is actually the baby of the four, right? It's the youngest and will live the shortest because the emotion emotions are like the ocean right and then the mental body it's like the matrix and so we have this we have this um lasting framework that we continue to come in through the spiritual body and into the physical body so your spiritual soul body or higher self is like the grandmother the sage the wise part of you the one that gives you the best advice, you know, better than anything come out of my mouth, right? It's my objective to get you to listen to that. Okay. And then the mental body and the emotional body, they, they, I ended up really teaching people how to put those in check, I suppose you would say. Okay. Yeah. So the four bodies can be connected to the four directions. That wasn't original teachings. It's, that's more of a, of a, like new age realizations, I would call them. Um, But but giving yourself permission to detangle them and like not let the mental body take charge and, and just crush everything, you know, is really important, but they all have a purpose and balance. And a lot of what I teach will be, um, you know, creating a better framework for each of them to really serve you, um, serve you as a whole person, as you were saying earlier, not just a body, not just a spirit and not just your head or your emotion. Um, (laughs) You know, I know that there's a lot of people out there who like they feel their hands buzz or they get dizzy or they have like, um, like I said, like a sense that something's present. And um, I just want those people to know that this is open for them to really discover like all the tools that they actually do have in their energy hands, in their chakras, in their ability to, you know, breathe in and out of a space. Like, I love that feeling when um, a new client is like suddenly able to see with their third eye clearly into another space and time. Like, that's so cool. And, and for them, it's really cool. And I think that's why people um, like, like my work. So, because it, it gives them the, the, um, the driver's wheel on their their soul that you want to turn up the volume of your soul. Hey, come on. (laughs) They They start in January on Saturdays, January 14th. Okay. So there'll be like 10 spots open in person and then everybody's welcome online. Um, and we're doing that just cause, you know, keeping the classroom light, so to speak. Yeah. Um, if you want more information, you can always look at my, um, Instagram or, um, website, which is spiritualhealer.la. Most people don't know this, but I am a reverend too. So I do weddings and baptisms. If, if you call it that oh, <laughs> Wel- cool. welcomings and transitions and, there's some, there's like a lot of fun ways to celebrate life, you know, with ceremony. 
And so sometimes I have fires in the backyard and we do cacao ceremonies and retreats. Like I took a group of people to Yosemite, which I really want to do with you. I think it's great to go backpacking and just live with nature, like in the morning and the night and keep going and see new places. And it's one thing to camp, but to camp and then a new place every night is just so thrilling. It's like where I get my edge right now. That's like really yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I I would love to. I talk to a bunch of people that go to um like Mount Shasta all the time uh to recharge and I was like, oh, I should go somewhere to recharge. But can I ask you uh and I'll put all of your information in the um in the show links for everybody that wants to either take the class or just get to know more about you. But do you do you have a like a schedule or something that you do every day? Um, as far as to, you know, as far as to keep yourself uh, healthy in this way? Or do you just, I mean, I know you're a mom, so that can get pretty, <laughs> schedules can get pretty uh, extreme. But yeah, is there is there anything that you do that you love that you could share? Yeah, you, I, I, I'm not a routine person as okay. much as I'd like to be because of the, again, double Gemini. It's like, give me variety. Okay. But I definitely, <laughs> I definitely make sure to exercise every single day, at least 15 minutes. Okay. What is that? Like, what do you do? Well, it's either Tai Chi or Danza or walking. Sometimes I run or just taking the dog on a walk. I consider exercise for me, you know, at this um, point in my life and with having two kids, it's like, however I can get it in, even okay. if like, you know, salute to the sun for 15 minutes in the morning. I do have on my calendar, you know, what I call a spiritual physical practice. So it's like the, again, the breathing and the bridging between spirit world and mundane world. And so sometimes that's very physical and sometimes it's very spiritual. It really just depends on how the day went and how the night went before. Cause that's usually an indicator too. Of, but in any case, um, there's, there's for sure like times where, you know, me and my partner are looking at each other, like we haven't, you haven't practiced or I haven't practiced or, you know, <laughs> like, because you can feel the body like clench when you haven't worked it out. And so that clenches the emotions and then the mind gets a little bit sharper. And the next thing you know, there's like, you know, not a good situation. So we definitely um, take the time or make the time to, to have a a practice Um, because my work is mostly one-on-one and, um, and I get to do like fun things like write zines I want to write or like, you know, work on my website or whatever. Um, a lot of my tuning in is at work. So I just, you know, for me, it's very easy to lock into a dimensional space. And so I do a lot of sitting and working with that type of work on a regular basis. So that's why I want to get up and get physical. I think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's really awesome. And I think really important actually is that I think, um, a lot of people don't give themselves credit to for when they are they are doing that um whether or not it's fully like a specific time but it's like you are do you are getting in touch with it at different times and uh 
you can meditate while you're walking down the street. Yeah. You, that's you, cool. It's just a matter of like being intentional, like even just breathing. Like you could do your ab flexes in the car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or you can also like, you know, look in the far distance and draw in, you know, resource energy and, and commune with nature like that way. That's that's one thing I often do, I find here in the because the city is so dense with buildings and the concrete that when I do see a patch of grass or a, or a hilltop. I use my eyes and I like be with it, you know, I'm with it. Like as if I'm, you know, gazing into um, my child or my lover's eyes, I'm present for that moment. Well, you can have those same communions with a tree you see far away or a cloud or the sun shining through. And so having, um, having just an awareness and an, an intentional breath that you are a cosmic light being. And that means that everything around you is sort of made of similar substance and that you you can understand where the life energy is and where it's not and and just it's a really a perspective I think a lens um and so that's my daily practice for sure it's just like every day living through that lens of understanding like how I'm present here with the same primordial energy that like made the the tree across the way that's so cool. <laughs> you're so cool. I love the way you explain things. It's you're you're an amazing teacher. Um, uh, is there anything, uh, any last thing you would like to say? Well, just thank you, and I really enjoy your presence. And um, you, you're one of the few people that I've met on the street who I like and want to get to know. <laughs> awesome. Well, that means so much to me um because i feel the same way you're really 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 cool and special and thanks for giving us your time um, yeah, absolutely thank you okay bye bye